Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. Prime is the sideline. 10-5. And an Indian touchdown. That'll put the icing on the cake. To the pros. Deep left center field. Isbell sprints over into the gap. Dives. And he made the catch. Whoa. Kyle Isbell out of nowhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. back on the morning blitz on 1025 Rock am 730 fox sports tri-state of course also if you want to listen online you can do so nwksradio.net and the rocking am app through your mobile device so glad you're with us on this wednesday 52 degrees out currently on our way to a high of 74 it's been a beautiful week of weather hasn't it absolutely gorgeous i could live like this all year round you're perfectly fine with that Anyway, uh, today's show, of course, we've got a full show ahead as we usually do. We'll get to our college football Power 5, top five games got my eye on this week. Let me just warn you, it's not a great slate this week. It's not great. So if you've got yard work to do, if you've got honeydew lists to do, if you've got other projects you'd like to tackle, if you want to take a quick trip on a Saturday to go somewhere, this is the weekend. Because it's not a great slate of college football, I'll tell you that much right now. So we'll get to the College Football Power 5. I've sifted through the the games, and I'll give you a few that I think will possibly trip your trigger if you are going to stick around. And this is the first weekend for me that I've actually been, I'll be home all Saturday, so I'm kind of like, hmm, this is a bit of a downer. But it's all right. We'll we'll find a way to make the most of it. It's college football. I'm not going to complain one bit. So we'll get to the College Football Power 5 coming up a little bit later on in the program. Uh, We also have coming up today... Our guest, which is Shreyas Lada of the KC Star, will be talking to him about the Kansas Jayhawks. Off to a 2-0 and start with wins uh, over Missouri State and then a dominant win over Illinois and a trip to Nevada coming up here this Saturday. Be the first Saturday game for the Jayhawks, but uh, this Friday thing's working out pretty good for Lance Leipold and his crew. But we'll get the latest uh, from Jayhawk football uh, with Shreyas Lada coming up and joining us in about uh, 18 to 15 minutes from now. Uh, 
So we'll get to that. Uh, I do want to quickly highlight some local sports before I get into a kind of a, an, I don't really have a great first topic. It's kind of a weird time. You know, you're in between the weeks. Tomorrow is when, you know, the football seat or the football week begins. You know, it's like Thursday to Monday. You have football. Thursday night football, Friday night football with the high school. Uh, then, of course, you've got college football, NFL, and then Sunday and Monday. And then you got Tuesday and Wednesday, which are kind of these nice little days away from football, which are great. Uh, last night I watched volleyball. Uh, I was watching, uh, not the high school, but collegiate volleyball, watching Nebraska beat Stanford in Palo Alto for the Cor- lady for the Cornhuskers' first win there since 2008, uh, which was pretty cool to see. Uh, that kind of dominant performance, they won three sets to one. Over the uh, over the Lady Cardinal, so that was cool to see. But there was plenty of high school volleyball going on as well throughout the listening region, and I uh, want to quickly highlight those uh, results. Colby won another match. They swept Rollins County at home. They had just a single match against Rollins County last night. They won it in straight sets. Uh, Oakley hosted Triangular with uh, Lady Plainsman going one and one. They lost in straight sets to Phillipsburg, but ended up beating Plainville in three. Hoxie would go 2-0 at the Stockton Triangular. Lady Indians 1-3 over Russell and then swept the host Tigers. Hoxie having a great season so far. They've definitely won more than they have lost. Wallace County might have had the uh, the night of the might have the might have the night uh, of anybody really. They were up in St. Francis, which St. Francis is a really good program and so is Greeley County. Those are two really good programs and Lady Wildcats went up to St. Francis and they beat both of them. They won in straight. They won in three over St. Francis, and then they swept Greeley County. So that was a pretty big couple of wins there for Wallace County. Uh, Greeley County won the other match of the night in three sets over St. Francis. So you certainly got your money's worth if you went and watched uh, that volleyball triangle because two out of the three matches went the distance. Uh, and then Shylin won a perfect 3-0 at the Triplanes Brewster quad. Triplanes Brewster lost in straight sets, though, to Weskin, Logan, and Shylin, and then Weskin would go 2-1 and one on the night. Uh, there at the Triplanes Brewster Quad. So a few volleyball results from that. Uh, and then, don't want to forget about golf yesterday as I'm going to pull this up here real quick. The Colby Lady Eagles and the Goodland Cowgirls and other area teams were competing down at Ulysses' Bentwood Golf Course at the Ulysses Girls Invitational. And Colby once again proving that they're going to be a tough team to beat this postseason. They win this tournament handily, by the way. Over 50 strokes better than second place Goodland. Colby as a team shot a 371. Goodland shot a 422. And guess what? Goodland was 40 strokes ahead of Holcomb. So it's kind of a two-horse race right now between Colby and Goodland when it comes to girls golf uh, at this point in time in the season. Colby, though, 50 strokes better than Goodland. They had three girls finish inside the top 10, including the top two finishers individually. Anna Starbuck, of course, who's been phenomenal all year. She shot a 75. And Logan Nolan, who's been right there with her almost step for step, uh, shot an 82 to finish in second place. And Logan Nolan was seven strokes better than the third-place finisher, Allie Mead, out of Lakin. So those two were leaps and bounds ahead of, uh, of the third-place finisher. Uh, Natalie Widerski tied for seventh place. She shot a 100 yesterday at Bentwood Golf Club. Uh, Goodland, once again, finishing in second place with a 422 team score. Once again, Tori Jones and Allie Cure, the two sophomores, continue to play great golf together. Uh, they were right there neck and neck. Tori Jones, though, got the best of Allie Cure yesterday as Jones shot a 97, Cure shot a 99. Uh, Bree Carmichael of Goodland also had a solid showing a top 15 finish as she shot a 110 to finish in 14th place. But yeah, right now it's you look at the girls in the regional golf, uh, you know, 
in our in our golf in our region, I should say, look at the girls' golf teams, and you have Colby at you know really, which everybody knew going in that this was going to be a really good Colby girls golf team because they had a couple of nice golfers and they have probably the best golfer in Northwest Kansas, if not all of Western Kansas, one of the best in Anna Starbuck. I mean, she's a future, you know, collegiate golfer if she wants to be. And I'm guessing that's probably what she'll want to do. But she's, you know, look at it. She shot a 75 yesterday. Everyone shot an 82, or the next closest person was seven strokes behind her. Now, once again, that's just one tournament, but that's pretty close to what you're seeing every single time they step out on the links. So Colby looking like the team to beat, at least in our area. Goodland, though, uh, still a young group for Goodland, but showing what they could be here in a year or two. They could be really, really good. I still think Goodland's probably going to be a, a state qualifying team more than likely, but trying to take home a first-place finish might be hard to surpass Colby, but uh, you never know. And, you know, on the other side of the state, there's plenty of other really, really good teams uh, that, that, are, that are tough to beat, too, when you get to the state tournament, which is still a ways away. But as we sit here right now, Colby looking like they have been for the last couple of years, a very dominant golf team. Once again, finishing first at Ulysses' Girls Invitational yesterday, shooting a 371. That was 50, stro- 50 shots better than second place Goodland. So there's your local sports for yesterday. There's nothing really going on. There's nothing going on in local sports today that I know of. You know, Colby Community College Volleyball usually plays on Wednesdays. They have a bye day today. So they get a little time to rest after a very busy weekend and then a uh, match on Monday. Plus, they played on Monday, too. That also helps a little bit. So, uh, once again, nothing going on in the local sports scene today. And really, not a lot going on on the professional sports scene as well on this Wednesday night. So if you are uh, need to get caught up on your shows on Netflix or if you're if you're getting into Suits again, I'd be curious if anybody's gotten back into Suits. I watched Suits back when, you know, it was, you know, kind of going, and now it's really hit. It's really blown up at uh, uh, on Netflix. So maybe it's, that's what's up to you. Maybe that's what you're doing tonight. Because sports wise, kind of slow. To be completely honest with you, all everybody wants to talk about in the sports world is, of course, Aaron Rodgers and him being done for the season. I think everybody knew that yesterday that that he was going to be done this year. Um, and people were talking like, well, it's more than likely an Achilles, and it's done. It's, it was confirmed. It's a cons- uh, it's a it's an Achilles, and that's it. And, and a couple storylines have, have popped up because of this. One of them that's really popped up here recently is how NFL players are talking to you know the league saying, we've got to do something about turf fields. We have to do something about turf fields. Turf fields are not healthy for us. More injuries happen on turf fields than on just natural grass surfaces. Let's please get this changed. And it's 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 kind of funny to me because I feel like I don't know I don't know why I guess I feel this but you know for the longest time everybody wanted to go to field turf and then I still feel like there's some like especially at the high school level there's still people like oh we we would love to get field turf it'd be great even though they might have a natural grass field right now and I guess I, I it's it's just funny to me to think about you know really with with the with the with the research that has been done for all the years of field turf, you know, if you're looking to keeping your players and 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 everybody healthy, grass is the way to go. I mean, I, I know for a prime example, like Nebraska this year when Matt Rule was hired, he asked if he could have two grass fields put in on the practice side and have really just one turf field indoors. Everything else would be grass. Natural grass. 
And the university said, yes, we will do that for you. And it just it's interesting to me because it used to be that there was a turf field indoors, a tur- then a turf field outdoors, and a grass field outdoors so that you could practice on grass to get ready for grass fields in your season. But now it's, it's just been funny to watch over the last few months to see how much people are like, boy, we would love to get a grass field back uh, in, for example, like Memorial Stadium in Nebraska. They've, they've talked about that. But how the NFL wants to get more grass fields back. You know, how soccer, you know, with the World Cup coming in 2024, how most of these turf fields are going to have to be taken out and grass fields are going to have to be put in for the World Cup to happen because they want to play out. They have to play on grass. They're not going to play on turf. And it's just amazing to me that for the longest time, people, everybody wanted turf fields and now everybody wants to go back to grass, it feels like, at the upper levels. And here's the thing. I don't know if you watch... You know, soccer over in Europe, or if you've ever watched, especially if you ever watched any of the documentaries uh, on 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 big time soccer over there in Europe, which it's not something that I followed a lot growing up. I don't really follow it a lot now, but it is fascinating to watch. And I always watch this kind of stuff, especially in the dog days of summer, because there's really nothing else that I really want to. There's nothing else sports wise that I'm, I'm interested in, so I'll watch sports documentaries. And they, on Prime, I think it's Prime that that puts out the all-or-nothing series, and they sometimes follow a professional soccer team. And it is amazing to me to see the technology that they are putting, that they do, and the stuff that they use to get grass fields to look as good as they do year in and year out over there in Europe. It's amazing to me. I mean, this this is some of the, you know, it's super fun. I mean, some of this grass that they're putting out there you know, and they, they have to deal with all kinds of weather, super cold, you know, to, to, to some, sometimes really warm temperatures, depending on where they are. But these are all natural grass fields, and it's amazing. You know, they've got those, they got that thing that look like, they look like irrigation pivots, but they move and they've got hanging lights to help get the grass, the amount of natural light it needs, because sometimes the days are shorter up there. It's, it's amazing to see that kind of stuff. That's the kind of technology and the kind of money that gets thrown in on soccer pitches, to help make them look good and to help make them be safe for players. And that's the kind of investment that I think you're going to have to throw into, um, you know, a, a grass field if you're if it's going to be nice enough for pros. Now, what, don't get me wrong. The NFL is making plenty of money. It's a billion-dollar industry. They can do that. But I know, like, at the collegiate game, you know, not, not all the schools are going to have that kind of money to do that. So they're going to have to stick with their turf fields. But it's, it's just amazing to me that for the longest time, it was all about, oh, man, we'd love to get turf. We want to get turf. Turf would be great, great, great. And really, the, the, the science comes down to the fact if you get a turf field, it's nice. It's, it's certainly expensive up front, but in the long term, it's, it's a money saver, and that's great. But it might be worse for your athletes when it comes to injuries. Now, at the same time, I, I want to throw a bit of a curveball in here because – it has nothing to do with, I don't think, honestly, it has as much to do with that as, as possible. Look, Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. He got, and it was a simple play, but look, he's 40 years old. He probably, he hadn't gotten hit all preseason. I can guarantee it. Hadn't gotten hit all preseason, hadn't had any contact since last year. Guess what? You're 40 years old. This kind of thing's happened. J.K. Dobbins is a lot younger. He popped his Achilles, and they were on a grass field in Baltimore. I think it's a grass field. I could be wrong. Maybe it's a turf field. I have to look that up. But I think it's a grass field in Baltimore. I think it is. I have to double check that. I might be wrong on that. But but nonetheless, like I said, I maybe maybe I I, I have no doubt that probably turf fields 
cause more injuries. And natural grass is certainly a bit better for that kind of stuff. But the the expense to keep it looking good and to keep it safe because there has it has its injury hazards as well. If you don't keep very good, if you don't take very good care of it, it has its issues. You know that's that's the thing. It's it's it'll be interesting to follow because the NFL Players Association has been really big on. We would love to see more grass fields. In fact, all playing services be grass going forward. And we'll see if the NFL follows through with that because. You know, some places, like for example, where the where the injury happened for Rodgers, that's where the Jets and the Giants play. That's two franchises. You know, you got to switch the field turf. Or I guess they have the NFL logo in the center, don't they? So I guess that went. But you know, the end zones they change out a little bit. You know, those those things they'll have to they'll have to look at. I guess we'll see. But I don't know. It's just a weird conversation uh, that that's been going on over the last few days, talking about. How uh, you know? How can they prevent this injury from happening? And you know, you you want it to be so that all your best players can play the entire season because that draws eyeballs, that drives that drives ratings, that drives money. That's all true. Sometimes things just happen, especially when you're that age, like Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back. We're going to shift gears. We'll talk a little Kansas football. If you're a Jack football fan, Trey Slot is the guy who knows a lot about it. We'll visit with him next from the Kansas City Star. You're listening to the Morning Blitz here on this Wednesday. 